I think branding is not a matter of choice, irrespective of the size of the business or the life of the business uh, or the stage in which they are in. Hmm. Uh, after all, what's branding? It's intangible. Uh, branding is the perception of the customers, uh, which is which emanates from the customer experience. Hmm. So any any person who is in business, either in a product or in a service, has to deliver. Uh, a customer experience that in, that can create uh, uh, or instill an image in their minds to be able to uh, uh, generate recall whenever they need the product or the service again, right? Mm -hmm. So branding is an essential tool for any company that uh, has to sustain their growth, uh, mm -hmm. let alone grow. Even to sustain where they are, I think branding is an uh, unavoidable or an essential tool. I can say. Okay. So what? what are the, it is intangible indeed. Uh, but when it comes from a startup perspective, um, I think what startups need to understand, and this is a challenge that I'm facing. I can confess uh, during my journey at Brand Horizon. Hmm. Most startups uh, are not able to see branding investments uh, as a short-term sacrifice hmm. uh, in return for a uh, long-term value addition. Hmm. And that's the biggest challenge uh, that I'm facing as a brand consultant. Uh, can, can, you elaborate, can you elaborate with that a little bit more, like with an example perhaps? Yeah, sure. Uh, I think most companies, uh, especially I'm focusing on the startups, they work, they are on bootstrapping, right? So they work with very little budgets. Mm. Uh, they're not ready to spend money on branding. They look at it as a cost. Mm. Uh, but what the way they need to look at it is not as a cost, but as an investment for the future. Mm. Uh, why they're not able to do that is probably because um, uh, they are. They're not able. To, some of at least some of them. They're not able to see beyond uh, beyond the uh, short term sacrifice uh, that the cost will entail, hmm. and visualize what long term benefits it, it can actually bring them. Hmm. This is why I think most startups um, are, are not ready for branding yet, hmm. purely due to financial constraints. And the, the few of the startups that are ready for branding are the ones that uh, are funded by VCs, mm. where they are having a budget for branding and marketing. And in fact, they would need to spend that. So those mm. are the startups that are ready for branding. But the ones that are in uh, stage one capital uh, are not ready for branding yet. But I would like to use this platform to tell them that it's no, no longer a matter of choice. Because there are no, there are so many startups in the similar space vying against one another, right? Mm -hmm. So it's the ones that can actually brand themselves well are the ones that will sustain and go forward. Wow, that's true, right? Because now a lot of uh, you're right. I mean, uh, let us focus on the bootstrap startups here. And, right. Uh, uh, and my my view on that is like it is not about the idea at all. It is it is about are you visible are you able to brand yourself right so i i my take on that is also uh, asha that everybody starting if you are serious about your business you should focus on branding isn't it asha absolutely absolutely it's a i mean it's it's a, i think it's actually a starting point hmm. it even precedes marketing i can say right so i have a question i think maybe a comment uh, i'll just pull it up here for you to see 
Okay. Okay. Uh, so it's from Sharath Nair. So he says, absolutely can't agree more to what he said. Startups need to understand the the importance of branding. People buy brand, brand builds trust. Absolutely, well said. Actually, very yeah. well said. At the end, uh, branding is all about uh, communicating to your target audience, who are the customers, what you stand for, what values you stand for, what's the purpose for which you are there. Mm-hmm. And then telling them how we are going to actually deliver those promises. Mm-hmm. And having communicated that, you also have to be in touch with them to uh, convey the message that you have actually maintained the brand integrity of mm-hmm. delivering whatever you promised. That's mm-hmm. when the brand recall gets created. So mm-hmm. uh, it's very intangible. Uh, it is complex. And it's not also necessary that you have. There's also it's also a myth that people think it's uh, branding involves huge expenditure. Hmm. It's not. Actually, branding can be customized to suit the budgets, to suit the uh, uh, industry they are in. For example, there are some people who go into branding and and just get into all the platforms. You don't have to. Hmm. We help organizations choose only the relevant platforms to brand uh, their businesses. So we could actually structure branding, uh, our branding offerings to suit their budget requirements, phase it out, build it step by step as the revenue streams uh, build up mm. and uh, uh, actually make sure that the minimum branding is done at the initial level. Uh, so they sustain through a phase uh, when they can uh, afford higher investments going forward. Talk, talking about a lot of brands uh, who are uh, still d- depending on a traditional way of marketing and uh, right. they're not much on digital at all. Uh, right. so I was reading one of the statistics and also this uh, this talk happened yesterday in, in IM Bangalore that right. uh, about 80% of businesses are still in the pre-internet uh, era. They're doing the same right. old thing. Uh, right. So how, how can like these, these big organizations uh, get started on this digital transformation in their business? Uh, when we talk of digital transformation, uh, as a brand consultant, I would I would never uh, suggest that the traditional marketing gets completely replaced uh, by uh, digital uh, media, mm. uh, digital marketing. I think we can never overemphasize uh, the importance of traditional marketing concepts and the personal touch that it uh, builds uh, with the customers and the connect that we can actually make when we are face to face with a customer. So what we normally do is we actually evaluate particular business in branding. What happens is every business uh, branding has to be customized. The Mm. solutions are not the same for any two businesses. In fact, they're not the same for two businesses, even in the same industry space. So Mm. every solution is unique. So when we actually take up a, uh, a branding engagement, we actually evaluate uh, what's what works for them. So it, mm. most of the times it's a combination of traditional um, trad- traditional uh, marketing and digital marketing. It okay. could be uh, maybe 70% traditional, 30% digital for some businesses. It could be vice versa for few others. It all right. depends on the target audience actually. Exactly. So uh, we have a comment uh, from Sid Balika. So, so he says, Using digital or not depends on kind of target audience. So good. Oh, Thank yeah, you. Right. 
Thank you, Sith, for bringing that up. Let's talk about target audience because branding has to do everything with understanding the target audience. So, mm -hmm. uh, so how, how how can people identify their or maybe work around the target audience? Maybe we can make some examples from your work experience. In digital marketing. Either way, either way. Okay. Okay. See, I think I think a startup uh, when it actually is in the conceptualization stage, mm. uh, I'm sure would have. Uh, would have in mind what their target audience is, right? Mm. It's because I think one of the mistakes that many startups do is uh, uh, to get into a uh, venture because it's working well for somebody else, uh, mm. which is the wrong thing to do. So mm. just because a business model is working for somebody else, it doesn't mean that it's going to work for us. So mm. uh, whenever a startup conceptualizes an idea, it has to be a space uh that's that's actually um not served mm -hmm. ideally because that's that's when we'll be able to create a white space and sustain right. it uh, right. and create as they call i love this phrase the innovators dilemma right. so it may you make it difficult for others to enter your space so that's ideally the situation so right. when people have gone through that phase uh, they would already have in mind the kind of audience they intend to serve in order to sustain in the business. Mm -hmm. So having decided that, how you approach the audience that for whom the product or the service is intended mm. is a go-to-market strategy. Mm. And the go-to-market strategy, again, is it, it varies from business to business uh, uh, service um, mm. provider. Mm. It... Um, it depends on what geographic locations you would like to target. I mean, where the pain points are mm. and uh, where the customers are more likely to respond to your uh, campaigns. Mm. So there, there are many, there are many uh, aspects that we would want to consider when we actually formulate the go-to-market strategy. And you have to create a value proposition for your clients, right? I mean, you don't want to be doing something that somebody else is already doing then you're mm. not creating a value proposition and you'll never be able to command a premium pricing for your product. And mm. that's probably one of the main reasons many startups fail. Mm. So uh, having a very clear audience uh, uh, segment is key to a successful startup. Okay, brilliant. So so Brand Horizons helps people uh, identify the right target audience uh, this way? Yeah, I've, I've actually... Uh, uh, had sessions with a couple of startups mm -hmm. um, or intended startups, I can say, who are who are still in the conceptualization stage. Uh, but this is one of the uh, main um, roadblocks that they are facing because they are not able to generate a white space for their uh, product. Mm -hmm. And uh, obviously, I, I won't I won't take up assignments where. The startups do not have a very strong uh, value proposition because that's key for branding. Mm, I mean, mm. branding goes beyond advertisements, your websites, logos, taglines, um, mm. and, and the likes, right? So unless yeah. there's a very strong value proposition, uh, uh, branding is not going to work miracles for people. Branding sometimes uh, gets used quite loosely, I can say. Uh, I, I know of companies that use branding as a word merely to promote their uh, uh, a logo mm. or, a, or a website. Mm. 
they are no doubt integral parts of branding but they are not branding by itself i think bra- branding is something m- much deeper mm. it's it's about it's about how you would want um, customers uh, to remember you as mm. what what you are there for mm. and what's your promise to them mm. right and mm. then uh, once you are able to do that you you build a personality that can convey those values to the customer it's mm. a, it may sound complex but they're they're all very essential uh, aspects to be remembered when somebody talks about branding branding has to precede marketing mm-hmm. right branding is more about the company uh, values and the uh, uh, brand promise and what you are going to do for the customers what they can expect from you is what they need to know Okay. Uh, that's okay. what that's when the uh, expectations uh, start hmm. the brand actually gets built when those expectations actually get delivered that's so it's a more uh, uh, it's a vast uh, topic we can say right uh, so i have a question on that yeah now i've heard uh, that the brand is something the customer builds it is not about the organization so you want to uh, maybe uh, talk about that so it's customer uh, no i think the customer uh, is is created in the minds of the customer it doesn't mm. build i think it is is created in the minds of the customer so it mm. all emanates from the customer experience mm. and he creates an image about the company Hmm. the building the building has to happen the building of the brand has to happen at the organizational level in so fact it's a top down culture right it so basically exactly so basically you're saying a, a company or an organization or a startup or a sme has the control right has has the control to make what the customer wants them to think about absolutely and that's 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 an integral part of brand building right So, so they they how i mean they don't they don't just form ideas and opinions without a basis hmm. i mean they are all they are very rational most of the times customers so yes. they build their opinions and perceptions based on a customer experience journey hmm. and that customer creating a customer experience journey that sends out positive vibes a, a sense of trust and confidence in the product in the service and in the organization that's in the hands of the uh, management and it starts okay. at the top actually because uh, it's a culture that emanates top down brilliant and then and then it also has to um, percolate across all functions in order to make sure that it's unified otherwise different people could be sending out different messages to the customers and then the brand does not get built okay brilliant so uh, now i i'm i'm asking you this question specifically from the point of view of startups okay uh, uh, so startups uh, spend there are two things that startups are doing right so right. they're building a product and they have to sell the product right and uh, what do you suggest build the product finish the product development and then you do branding or let's do together what would, what would be your take on that it would be ideal if uh, the ideally the Uh, founder should involve a branding expert at the conceptualization stage hmm that's the ideal situation because uh, a branding expert can actually help them uh, 
conceptualize the uh, idea in a more holistic way hmm. uh, and he also gets to uh, understand what the company stands for he can be a, a sounding board to make sure that they are actually entering a white space and hmm. not copying somebody else's business model so he can actually be a, a mentor so to say even at the conceptualization stage hmm. but if they have missed that opportunity i think uh, the branding expert has to get involved at least at the uh, go to market stage hmm. because the right message has to go across to the market initially uh, and uh, that's where the brand building starts the first message that goes out uh, into the market matters hmm. and Great. because that creates the expectations in the minds of the people so what you send out initially is what helps you sustain going forward wow thank you so much for that uh so also it you know also when you when you talk about smes and big organizations they are always launching some product or the other into the market right right now can they look at each of these launches as a mini startup and brand each of these launches accordingly can they not use it uh i think branding of course is necessary for every launch mm. uh but it again uh, this is something that we talk about initially you are, you are asking about uh, whether branding is required branding advice is required in the initial stages no no uh, one point, even in the big organizations right uh maybe it's a big brand the, the name of the uh, no organization can be a huge organization under the under the organization right. like for example right. pinnacle of infosys for example right right so right. should should they not also look at uh, branding also for this for their sub product sub launches see they should um, here we we are we are getting into a topic of corporate branding versus product branding and uh, that's that's a very uh, vast uh, subject hmm. uh, smaller start i mean startups probably need to focus more on corporate branding hmm. uh, marketing of the launches of course comes again uh, next in line and that's important as well but when it comes to branding i think um, corporate branding is very important when you are a startup Hmm. there are hmm. many companies uh, many startups who make this mistake of getting into product branding even before the corporate brand is built hmm. and that's when a lot of the messages get diluted in the market because you are pushing too many product brands into the market when the audience do not even know anything about the corporate brand who is the founder hmm. and what is he there for what are hmm. the values that he stands for so all of these are uh, completely diluted so startups hmm. i mean my advice uh, for startups would be to focus on corporate branding and product marketing i think that's a great combination but for the larger organizations who have already built a good corporate brand uh, product branding becomes equally important at that stage uh, in order to uh, make sure that individual market potential is fully tapped uh, individual hmm. product potential is fully tapped of course they leverage on the corporate branding at that stage that goes without saying so mm. that's when combination of corporate branding and product branding comes into play but when it comes to uh, startups i would rather keep things simple uh, stay focused on corporate branding because that's that's expensive enough for startups right i mean you need to have a go to market strategy for every product launch Hmm. So we have comment uh, from uh, Sid Taliga. So I, I appreciate Sid uh, for participating. Uh, so uh, customer touch points play an in instrumental role in building perceptions. 
Okay. So uh, I, won't... I, can't, I, I can't agree more. Hmm. Uh, customer touch points. I, I always used to give a simple example. Uh, I was, I was, I started my career in finance, so I know, I know how finance is perceived uh, by most customers. I mean, hmm. they're more like they're perceived as watchdogs. They're not the most popular in an organization, right? Hmm. Uh, but there's something that I learned early in my career is hmm. that I'm, I'm just giving this as an example. Finance people um, are. Uh, equal brand ambassadors for an organization as a marketing person is mm. and how a finance person uh, interacts with a customer let's say he calls you up for payment uh, how you respond to that query uh, i mean i think uh, i mean a vendor calls up for payment or a finance person calling up a customer for payment they they look like very um, small issues but hmm. they go a long way in uh, creating the brand uh, perception with the vendor or a customer. Mm -hmm. So when we talk of touch points, I think there are multiple touch points where customer interacts with the organization's product or the service or the organization mm -hmm. itself. So it's so important to recognize each of those touch points, which is why I say internal branding comes first in branding. You need to train up your own employees first uh, in terms of branding, they need to know what branding is all about. What's the value of branding and uh, uh, how brand message should get communicated across uh, to the stakeholders. So it, internal branding helps to make sure that everybody speaks one voice. Hmm. So when we talk of touch points, I think a lot of the onus is on the um, head of the organization to make sure that everybody in the organization understands uh, what branding is and what's the message that uh, that should be going out of the four walls. I mm. think that comes, that's important. And so, talking so, of oh, sorry, please. So, so that's, you're talking about congruency uh, internally and as well externally, like there should be one when message. It happens, yeah, when it's done internally, I think uh, it, by default, it, it goes out, uh, the unified message goes out. Right, right. Right. So, so first step is internal, internal congruence. Okay, brilliant. So great. So go go on. You said you you, you wanted to add more on that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Talking of touch points, uh, I think touch points is very important. Also in a in a B two B branding, hmm. there are more touch points in a B two B branding as opposed to a B two C branding, right? Hmm. Because um, there there is there is a uh, there is an R and D department. And then there is a purchase department, and there is, and then there is a, uh, a finance department, and then there is the uh, purchase committee or the, the senior management who actually approves the transaction. Mm -hmm. uh, so there are multiple touch points in B two B. So mm -hmm. uh, it's important that the branding actually is focused on every touch point, as uh, Sid rightly mentioned both within the organization and outside the organization. So it's, it, it applies to both internal environment and external environment. Brilliant. So uh, so people who are watching, uh, wow, I'm myself learning a lot uh, just, just in the past 20, 30 minutes. Brilliant. So great value addition. I love it. The kind of people who are watching this show is also people who are uh, contemplating starting up. These are these people are employees and they have worked for an organization for, for like so, so many years and they're waiting for the right moment. So what could be the right. steps that they might want to take uh, to start up in the, the right way perhaps? 
Uh, I think as I mentioned earlier, the first thing is they need to have their value proposition very clear. Mm -hmm. I think that's the first step when at the conceptualization stage. Mm -hmm. uh, the second thing is uh, about creating a shared vision amongst the uh, team. I think mm -hmm. that's very important because one of the startups that I have been associated with, uh, the biggest challenges that they face is everybody in the organization is speaking a different language when investors actually approach them. Uh, mm. to exchange views before they decide to invest in the organization or not. So mm. uh, if there is no shared vision that's um, articulated within the organization, then it's it's easy for the startup idea to collapse early in this stage. Mm. And uh, the, other, the other thing that they need to keep in mind is, I mean, this, this is a personal suggestion. I'm sure it's debatable. Uh, I would rather not have too many co-founders in the early stages uh, of a startup mm. uh, because it could, it could actually create a lot of conflicts. I mean, everybody may be right in their own way, but it mm. creates conflicts of ideas and uh, conflict of uh, uh, strategies. Too many somewhere cooks. along the line, it's... Huh? Too many cooks spoil. Uh, yeah, right. So somewhere along the line, it's easy to collapse without meaning any offense to any one of the co-founders. Mm. Uh, so I think it's it's better to keep things simple uh, at the early stages. Uh, I would I would always say one or two. I mean, two is always a good number. Uh, mm. One probably uh, maybe two less because you don't have somebody to as a sounding board to bounce your ideas. So mm. two is actually a good number. And plus a mentor. And of course, I was coming to that, but I, I didn't want to pitch for a mentor. Uh, but I think it goes without saying that a mentor can be a great substitute for a co-founder. Hmm. So let's and go to the question. So how can a mentor help? Mentor, a mentor is, um, what shall I say? A mentor is like a, a coach to a sports, hmm. right? Especially if you can uh, find someone who has been in the hot seat uh, uh, I mean, who has gone through all the challenges with a great deal of tenacity. Mm. Uh, I think he'll be a great pillar of strength for the founder or the founders mm. Uh, mm. and help them tide through all the waves that come along the way. Mm. Uh, he, he will be able to tell them, don't worry, there is a sunrise after every sunset and uh, we'll go through this and uh, we'll come, come out successful. So, mm. A mentor can essentially do that. I think that's the first big way a mentor can contribute. Hmm. Um, the other, the other thing is, of course, he's, he can, as they say, you build, uh, you win employees, and they will win the customers for you. That's the old adage. So a mentor can actually help build a very robust team within the organization, while the founders are busy playing their games, uh, for which they have actually entered the business because there are. I mean, no founder or co-founder can focus on every area that, uh, especially in a startup, every every functional area needs a uh, hundred percent focus, right. and right. and you can't expect uh, uh, two people to be focusing on every aspect. So a, a mentor can actually help bring about a holistic perspective to all the metrics in the organization and bring about a very balanced uh, view. The other way a mentor can help is most of the times I think mentors are those who have had a diverse experience in various functional areas. And I think that is essential to qualify as a mentor. Mm. Uh, 
Hmm. And uh, they are the ones who can actually balance out uh, the uh, uh, investments or the objectives in a very holistic way. For example, some startups I know have failed because either they have scaled uh, too fast or they have not invested adequately. So a mentor can actually uh, look at these things from a, a very different perspective and make sure that um, uh, things are balanced out in a very optimum way and uh, it's on the right track to succeed. Whether or not they choose to have a mentor, I think this applies. Uh, mm -hmm. The most important thing is to believe uh, that they can do whatever they have set out to do mm. and, and not and not lose the confidence uh, the moment they head into one roadblock because uh, I don't I don't think there's any entrepreneur who is successful today who will mm. come uh, and say that he has he has had a, a great journey without any roadblocks I'm sure that's never going to happen I mean it's it's as uh, uh, it's, I, I think it's as certain as anything else in this world to have roadblocks along an entrepreneurial journey. So I think it's important to continue to believe in uh, that we can do what we have set out for. Mm -hmm. And to, um, we need to have the grit to stay on uh, and persevere. Because what happens is most people give up too easily and too early. Mm. Uh, and the other, the other uh, reason people give up is they choose entre uh, entrepreneurship as an easy option to a nine to five uh, white collar job. And I think that's a very bad decision. You have to be in entrepreneurship because you have a passion for it and not because you are choosing something that you want to choose something that's easier in life because mm -hmm. entrepreneur, entrepreneurship is never going to be easier in life compared to a job because as you rightly mentioned in the early session, uh, in organization, there are a lot of systems, the drivers, there are, there's a whole team to support us. So even if you are 70% good in your job, you still survive. Mm. But that, that doesn't work in uh, entrepreneurship. So mm. uh, I, think, I think it's more like a 24 by seven job, although you may not be doing it all physically. Uh, I think there are times when we wake up middle of the night thinking about how we are going to cope with a problem. Right. So if you are mentally prepared for that, uh, I think uh, 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 there's nothing that will stop us from getting there. We're so proud to have Asha as one of our mentors on our platform called Fanme Mentors. Uh, so mentors, so she's uh, just from uh, such a so ex such an experienced person, Asha, when she's talking about mentor, you know, it's essential. Okay. Uh, so, Asha, any any uh, last message you have for uh, startups and entrepreneurs? Any message? Maybe one message. If that could be one one message for them. Uh, I, I would say uh, when you choose a mentor, choose someone who has had uh, his or her share of failures hmm. uh, and yet come out successful. Hmm. Uh, because one that uh, that gives you is the reliability that they are the right pillars for you. Hmm. And two, they would also have this, uh, what shall I say, the uh, wholehearted approach to make sure that you succeed, the mentee succeeds. Hmm. Uh, so you are guaranteed that uh, there will be an environment for the mentee to outgrow the mentor. Brilliant. So you're talking about compassion. The, 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 the mentor who has already gone through the experience can be compassionate. 
no, no, no. The one who has gone through the experience uh, has the grit to face mm. the roadblocks uh, of the mentee. And mm. the one who has had his share of successes is happy with what he or she has achieved and is mm. now looking forward to help um, other businesses succeed. So mm. it will be a very um, uh, wholehearted approach and uh, they, the mentor will make sure that uh, an environment is created for the mentee to actually outgrow the mentor selflessly. Brilliant. Thank you so much. So how can how can people get in touch with you, Asha? I'm going to put the link about your website also in, in the description uh, of the video okay. of this. Uh, okay. So if you want to talk about how can they reach with you? Maybe you want to leave a number that or an email ID that you have. Sure. I'm, I'm, I'm available on LinkedIn, um, Facebook, uh, Brand Horizon business page. Uh, and some of my videos are also on YouTube. Uh, those are the three platforms that I'm quite active on. Uh, but for for easy access, I would leave my telephone number, which is also my WhatsApp number, so they could just WhatsApp me, and I'll be happy to get in touch with them. Mm -hmm. And the number is nine nine zero zero five eight four zero nine five. I repeat, nine nine zero zero five eight four zero nine five. I can leave my email ID. It's asha.brandhorizon at gmail.com. Okay, so I'm going to I'll be happy to connect. Yeah, so I'm going to add these details as well in the description of the video. Uh, oh, so, right. uh, so that was it. Uh, so thank you so much for joining us. It was an honor to host you, uh, Asha, today. And uh, so I'm going to see you soon, obviously. So, uh, so until next time, uh, thank you so much for joining us on Mentor Mondays. Thank you. Thanks so much, Kashyap. Thanks for inviting me, and I have thoroughly enjoyed it. Thank, Thank you. you. So, uh, so, guys, so that was uh, Asha Sampath. So, we're going to bring amazing mentors uh, every Monday. So, if you're watching this offline as well, please leave comments because uh, we need your support. We're doing it for you guys for for to get value out of out of these discussions. Uh, so, so if you have any questions, uh, feel free to reach out to Asha directly. And uh, so until next time, guys, have fun and take care.